Greetings, everyone. Glad you're with us. This is Sermon Chat. We're on YouTube, and we also are a podcast, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Brandon is uh, with me today. Brandon Wheeler is one of our council members. He's actually on our executive committee. He's our secretary, and we're glad to have him. Welcome. Thank you for Any- having me. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you want to say to our uh, our members and uh, others? I appreciate being here. I'm excited Great. you asked me to join you. Oh, glad. I'm looking forward to our chat today. Thanks, Brandon. Brandon's yeah. great. Uh, he's been around the church for years now and uh, is a great minister of the gospel. So it's good to have you here. You also um, might want to know that we're talking about the sermon that we preached the previous Sunday. And if you haven't heard that sermon, you can access that on our website. Just click our link to our YouTube channel. Or just go to our YouTube channel there and you can watch the sermon. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that I'm not overstating this, but, and you can disagree and that's fine, Brandon. But I think that sermon chat is much more helpful if you've actually listened to the sermon. I'd agree with that. I just... Because having that context I think to know so. where you're coming I, from makes a big difference. I'm not the smartest person on the planet, and we know this. And we agree on and that, And we too. agree on this, too. But I'm saying sermon chat, sermon, there's a connection there. There is a connection. It might be helpful. All yes. right. So the sermon on Sunday was entitled The Simple Work of Evangelism. And so we talked about, namely how people, to include Andrew uh, and his brother Peter, and how uh, the people of general uh, areas brought the ill to Jesus, how, how Andrew brought Peter to Jesus, how Mary brought Martha, um, how, got that backwards, how Martha brought Mary to Jesus, how parents brought children to Jesus, and how even religious leaders brought a woman caught in adultery to Jesus. So really, my point of the sermon was evangelism can be as simple as bringing people to Jesus. So we have some questions. Did you have some reflection, Brandon, or thoughts as we get started? Or we can just jump right into this bad boy. Uh, Let's just jump right in and see where it goes. Super. What's on tap here? So one of the points you made Sunday was about um, Jesus and the woman in the well. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a question here um, that talks about um, Jesus using the law of God, the Ten Commandments, to bring about, you know, his knowledge of sin in her life. And the question is, should we not also follow Jesus's example by sharing and communicating the gospel so they recognize their own need for a savior? Okay. So I have a copy of this, and that's a, that was a, one of, I think, maybe my favorite question of the week. And um, it, I didn't mention the woman at the well in the sermon. The member who asked the question mentioned this woman and asked, um, you know, since Jesus pointed out her sin, do we then help people understand their need for Jesus by pointing out sin? And I would say to that, that one, I appreciate that question. Two, I think that question has been the focus of many a pastor and teacher 
in the last 10, 15, even 20 years. However, I think that bringing somebody to understand their sin is not exactly what I meant by bringing somebody to Jesus. Uh, For instance, then, number one, the gospel of sin management, which really Mm -hmm. says that we need to get ourselves right with God by being forgiven of our sin and then manage that sin. That's really kind of a low bar. It's what we've preached and taught in the church for years, but mm-hmm. it's, um, that's not what Jesus preached and taught. So, f- for instance, Jesus rarely, and I, I can't even remember once, in fact, where he said, are you saved? Um, but Jesus often invited people into the kingdom of God. And that's what I think I meant more so by bringing people to the kingdom or bringing people to Jesus. I meant into the kingdom. So this idea that Jesus met the woman at the well, um, there's several things to kind of take into consideration there. Number one, Jesus did not rebuke her for her sin. Jesus just merely pointed out the life that she had been living. Uh, I think that she already had need established because she came to Jesus uh, for water, and he said, I'll give you the water that will never leave you thirsty again. Number two, um, this woman was encouraged to go from Jesus and not sin. Mm -hmm. But here's the deal. Um, She's a Samaritan. So for Jesus to hold her to the Jewish standard of the Ten Commandments would not have really been appropriate. And here's my point. My point is this. When it comes to the unchurched, those who don't have Jesus, I think it's inappropriate to hold them to a standard that we are encouraged to live. It's unreasonable to say to someone, well, I think you must adhere to the standards of Scripture when they don't even hold to the standards of Scripture. They may not believe. I don't think that's a a good practice. Um, What do you feel about when I make that statement? What are your thoughts there? I think think you're spot on. And you brought Mm -hmm. up the point um, that she needed water, and the first thing he did was give her the water that she needed. Correct. And I think when I think about people who may not know Mm -hmm. Jesus, like the first thing they need is to feel loved and appreciated for who they are. That's good. And I think if we don't take the chance to love them and we jump yeah. right into, but you're not doing this and this and this, right. that's a chance that mm-hmm. may slip away. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, is it about loving the person? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Or is it about living a perfect life? Yeah. And that's where my brain goes. Yeah, I th- and I think you're right. I think um, to... First, do what Jesus did. So we're also reading through the New Testament. And Mm -hmm. one of our chapters this week was Matthew 10. And in Matthew 10, Jesus sends out the 12 disciples uh, for the first time as recorded in Matthew. He doesn't tell the disciples, go and point out people's sin. Right. Rather, he says, uh, do what I have done. Go out 
and tell people to repent for the kingdom of God is near. And really, that was the message of Jesus. That is the gospel. The gospel isn't you're a sinner and you need forgiveness. We've been taught that. We've been told that. But really, it's much more than that. So Jesus said to the disciples, go tell people, repent for the kingdom of God is near. And then do the works that I did. To include, as I talked about, um, healing and um, casting out demons, deliverance, and all the rest, uh, even raising the dead. So I, I think that um, if we're going to follow Jesus' instructions to do the things that he did and say the things he did, we have to start with the good news. See, gospel mm-hmm. means good news. The good news, and that right. is the kingdom is near. The kingdom right. is at hand. So, great question. Uh, I think that oftentimes we have to unlearn what we've learned mm-hmm. in church because the church hasn't always gotten it right. And that includes me. I, When I was a, a younger man and pastor, I really bought into the idea that the gospel was uh, forgiveness of sin and the receiving of salvation. But it's much more than that, I've come to understand as I grow in faith. So we could talk about this the whole time, but I think we probably shouldn't. (laughs) I would agree with that. All right. What else we have, Brandon? So this person, and they asked a a question very similar to one I had. So Mm -hmm. uh, in your sermon, you talked about how Jesus, you know, focused on Mm -hmm. uh, working with the children and sharing with the children. Mm -hmm. And typically when we share with children or youth, things are pretty simple. Right. And so this person, um, and I'm wondering... Sure. Is why people make it so hard to mm. share their faith and to evangelize mm-hmm. when it's meant to be something that's super simple. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, this question actually, though, maybe not at the surface, goes hand in hand with the question that I just answered about, uh, you know, what it is we're supposed to do. Point out sin or encourage people to repent for the kingdom is at hand. And the way they're related is that I think it's important to differentiate between what is God's work and what is our work when it comes to evangelism. I think we make it very complicated when we start to do God's work. So, when we start to take it upon ourselves and say, well, I need to convince someone to come to Christ, that's God's work. And that's super complicated. That's the Spirit's work. We don't do that. So, of course, we wouldn't step into that space. Right. Two, in a like way, we might say to ourselves, it's my responsibility to convert people to Christ And I think that's equally God's work and the power of the Holy Spirit. So, like, when it comes to the whole question of pointing out people's uh, sin, we don't do that. The Spirit convicts, and the Spirit convinces, and the Spirit converts. 
when we mix those things up, evangelism becomes very difficult. And I think that's what you were, I think, getting at. Right. So what's our responsibility? And I was, I was particularly and specifically nebulous when I said it is to bring people to Jesus. Because then in my examples, mm-hmm. they were all people brought um, their loved ones and others to Jesus for all different kinds of reasons, right. for different purposes. So in one case, uh, Andrew brought Peter to Jesus that right. Jesus might convince him. In another case, Martha brought Mary to Jesus that Jesus would comfort Mary in her mourning. In another case, we have people bringing children to Jesus that Jesus might accept them. So we don't bring people to Jesus for a sole purpose to forgive sins. Jesus will do that. But we bring them specifically because Jesus is the answer to everything we're going through, no matter what that is. So I'm probably way off now. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm a pastor and I just drone on. It's okay. <laughs> I it's appreciate okay. that. <laughs> so, and I'm just wondering, yeah. like, my question here is if you were talking to someone who maybe felt like a little imposter complex, like they're not qualified or, oh, you know, I do this and this and this, how yeah. would you encourage someone dealing with that to take the first steps in evangelism? Um, I would use the example of my fifth point was um, if the Pharisees could bring someone to Jesus, um, that, that Jesus might minister to them. Uh, The Pharisees hated Jesus. The Pharisees set Jesus up to die. The Pharisees were Jesus um, adversaries from the very beginning. Uh, the, The Pharisees did not understand anything about Jesus or the kingdom. So if the Pharisees could do it, you can do it. Fantastic. <laughs> because, again, we don't want to mix up our work. Our work is simply to bring people to Jesus. And that's why, you know, I, I, I said, when we say, and, and this is what it means to bring someone to Jesus. Um, Jesus convinced me, he'll convince mm-hmm. you. Jesus comforted me, he'll comfort you. Jesus uh, healed others, he'll heal you. All all of those kinds of things is what Jesus will do. Our responsibility is just help people to come to Jesus that he might meet those very necessary needs. Awesome. Great. I hope so. Yes. (laughs) Well, let's keep rolling. Why don't we? Let's keep rolling. So uh, this... Next question says, you also mentioned the religious leaders who brought the woman caught in adultery before Jesus. Mm, yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> not so purely motivated act. There, no, no. Yes, but that's a, still Jesus used it. Yes, Jesus used it. Um, and this person just hadn't thought about it in that context or space before. And they're mm. wondering if you can say more or elaborate on that point. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've kind of said a lot about it already. Um, but... The Bible says that God works all things together for good for those who love him. And we find in God the ability to bring beauty from ashes. And that that really means that God can take any situation 
with any motivation and make it right. So in this case, you know, it was the adulterous woman that the Pharisees brought to Jesus, which also, by the way, gets to our sin question. Because what did the Pharisees do? The Pharisees brought the adulterous woman to Jesus, and what were they doing? They were pointing out her sin. Right. That didn't work. It doesn't work. Right. Um, Jesus rebuked them for it, in fact. So that's really not our responsibility right. all the more. Jesus' response then to the Pharisees was, fine, she sinned. I'm not arguing against that. Fine, the law provides or espouses or dictates she must be stoned to death. I'm not even going to argue that point. Rather, Jesus said, he, he, they're all Pharisees, the religious leaders were men. Yes. He who is without sin, throw the first stone. And I think in that space, people, even the Pharisees, realized, wait a minute, um, we are also sinners in need of forgiveness. So in that space, Jesus, like he always does, he turned it around on them. Jesus can turn around a situation, even if it's improperly um, motivated by the one who's you know bringing someone right. uh, to him for help. Uh, Jesus can turn that around for good. So the adulterous woman, the Pharisees did not know they were doing this, but the adulterous woman found that um, found in Jesus grace and love and mercy. Now, when she left, his encouragement to her was to go and sin no more. Yes. Um, we won't get into uh, how difficult that would be. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> she did sin. Yes. <laughs> and she sinned more. Yes. Um, so again, the expectation is that she would uh, work to get her life right in Christ. But Jesus also knew that she would not succeed at managing her sin, which, by the way, is the point of grace. We can't do it. Right. We can't do it. All right. All Let's right. keep going. This is All good right. stuff. Yes. Are you having fun? This is what yes, I want to know, Brandon. Yeah, and, this is um, good. So people, let, let's take a quick pause. Okay. Um, people on YouTube uh, are seeing this. Yes. So maybe you could just give them a, a quick uh, view of your shirt. Oh. And, and people who are listening. Yes. So I'll, I'll describe it. We have a, a picture of Brandon on a T-shirt. And it says uh, Wheeler Wednesday. Can yes. you explain to the folks who are seeing this and not to the folks that I just said what you're wearing, what's Wheeler Wednesday? So Wheeler Wednesday is like a mindset and attitude. It started during COVID when I was on Zoom and trying to teach my little high school kids. Okay. So you're a high school teacher. Yes. You, you teach language arts. Yes. And now you're doing some training stuff. So yeah. during COVID, you're... you're you're on Zoom. Yeah. And you're teaching kids. Yeah. Right. And it was like during. So, how did this end up in a t shirt? Yeah. So, <laughs> it was during those weeks that just like drug on and on and on. 
Right. And so I woke up and I was just like, what if on Wednesdays you just have this mindset, this attitude that's going to be a great day no matter what happens? That's good. Because a lot of times we look at Wednesday as hump day. It's like, yeah, oh, drudgery. We're right in the middle of yeah. the week. No, it can still be so great. So you reframed that. Yes. And said, reframed kids, it. Yeah, kids, this is a great day. Yes. And so on Wednesdays, I would greet them and I would say, happy Wheeler Wednesday. Nice. And then it like became that. a thing, and then they yeah. made the shirt with my face on it. So now on Wednesdays, I wear this shirt with my face on it. I love it. Yeah. And, and what a great testimony to you and your love for teenagers and um, their love for you back. I mean, who doesn't like a T-shirt with your own face on it? I'm, that sounds excellent. It does. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll get you one of these shirts so you can have my face on it. Yeah, I'm not sure that's... Ex- Actually, I have a Wheeler Wednesday You do. Why you are you not one. wearing it? Um, I don't have a good answer for that. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But it would be something like um, Steve Saturday... Yeah, it doesn't have a good ring to it's it. It's okay. You can work on it. I you know. have time. All right. Well, let's stick to um, yes. what I am good at, and that is talking. So what, yeah. is, what, do, you, what do you have the next question? Yes. So this <laughs> I don't person, even know what time we're running on here. It's okay. Because I was supposed to start the stopwatch, but I didn't do that. If people, It's okay, Steve. If people don't like listening to us, they can turn us off. <laughs> Let's just You're presuming they already haven't. <laughs> valid. Right. Valid. Let's keep rolling. Okay. So this person says, I struggle with recognizing opportunities God puts in our life mm. and like knowing when we have those moments to evangelize. Yeah. And so they're wondering if you have suggestions in terms of recognizing and noticing moments mm. that God may be calling us to share or giving us opportunities to share. Yeah. I do. And I'm I'm thinking about this for a minute. All right. Let, I'm going to, I'm going to reach way back and um, go back to when I was an undergrad student at California state long beach. And I was studying marketing. That's what I got. My undergrad is in marketing. And uh, a marketing strategy that I've always remembered is um, TOMA, top of mind awareness. And so as a quick example, um, let's say you wanted to use this marketing strategy in the, and you're a, your, your soda, um, you know, uh, company. Okay. Or I guess if you're in the Midwest, it's pop. You, you, yeah, pop. What are you? Are you a soda or are you a pop guy? I'm a pop. You're a pop guy. Yeah. Okay. So pop, soda. Um, and actually, folks, if you could get back to us, uh, I'm soda, Brandon's pop. We would like to know what it is for you. Soda, pop. You can um, just, actually, Kelly would love to hear from you. Send Kelly an email or call her or send her a text any time of of day. Don't you think this is appropriate? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, we can't leave out the Southerners, though. It's Coke down there. Oh, it's Coke down there. We need to add that as an option, too. Right, which, okay, so Kelly's going to, we're going to solve this once and for all, and you guys are going to be part of the answer. Is it soda? Is it pop? 
or is it Coke? Which leads me to my point, because I actually have one. Okay. Um, you're a soda, you're a pop, you're a maybe soda pop or a Coke distributor. So when you think of a soft drink, uh, for most people, and this is over, you know, 50%, I mean, it's a lot. For most people, and you even referenced it in the South, when they're asked, name a soda pop or name a drink, um, what did they usually answer? Coke. Coke, almost always. So Coke had a deliberate strategy to be on the top of the minds of people who Mm. drank soft drinks. And they did it, they're geniuses. Um, So... Yep. When you think fast food, what do you think of? McDonald's. McDonald's, same thing. Toma, top of mind awareness. Now, it reminds us that we also have to practice awareness. So I would say to the person who is looking to uh, evangelize or at least recognize more readily to keep um, evangelism on the top of their mind. That's... That's, it's that simple. So when you're at the coffee shop meeting with a friend, just be, be aware. Have it on the top of your mind. Is there a time that I could bring this person to Jesus? When you're at school and you're teaching, is there a time? That's appropriate. I mean, we have to yeah. do it. You, know, you're, you have restrictions, of course. Right. Um, and so do many who work. Right, but you can work within the restrictions. Yeah, right. You know, sometimes bringing people to Jesus is to simply say, I'll be praying for you. Well, and it's not necessarily even saying. It's just acting and showing love to others. That's a great point, Brandon. You know, um, our actions say much more than our words. Right. And so um, we act in such a way that that people can uh, hear the gospel. It's really gospel proclamation. So I would say the first step is being aware and have on the top of your mind the awareness, is there an opportunity here to act? You don't have to say or to say or act and say um, to bring somebody to Jesus. I, okay. I, I think that, I, you know... People have written books on this thing. Yes, they have. There, there are tomes. And I I think if we're aware and we're asking God, make me aware, keep this on the top of my mind, that um, I, I think that would actually change the world in terms of our strategy to evangelize. That's Thank all you. I got. That's a good answer. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, because it, it helps me learn. Like, it's not doing the right things. It's just being aware and keeping Jesus on the top of mind. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's super simple. Yep. And I think I, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned when I market Wheeler Wednesday, you're the guy to go to for marketing. So thank <laughs> you for that. Too. <laughs> yeah. So that was a long time ago. But it's yeah, okay. I'll help you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I think we have one more. We got one One more. more. All right. And this person 
says that you condensed and made evangelizing make sense in a 20-minute sermon. So maybe they were watching the sermon um, like fast-forward speed if they got through it in 20 minutes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but they just wanted to compliment and ask kind of how you managed to communicate such a huge idea mm. so simply and make it so understandable when there is books written about this topic. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know if that was anything special, to be honest, uh, um, except to say, again, a- and I, th- I think if we remember these two things, Brandon, that w- we, will, we, we will be faithful, we will be found faithful um, in, in Christ's call to, uh, to the Great Commission to make disciples, and that is, one— really do keep top of mind awareness Two, as I said before clearly delineate I don't know you know for however people are going to do this between what is your stuff and responsibility and what is God's stuff and responsibility I think most of us have it wrong that we are to convince and uh, convert and that's just not our work <laughs> right right our job's not to to do Jesus work no our job's to love others that's right and and bring them to him and bring them to him yeah and we do that because of our love for them right so you're right I mean Jesus does his work the spirit does the work of Christ. You know, God the Father is um, has provided a way for us to come to Christ. When we start to think it's our responsibility to convince and then convert people, I mean, listen. When I was in college, I was sent out with the four spiritual laws, which notably starts with sin. <laughs> I think yep. it's the wrong place. We start with Genesis three and not with God's grace. And beauty in Genesis one and two, but anyway, when I got back, you know, the question was, well, how many people did you lead to the Lord? That's not a that's not a right question at all. I don't I don't no. lead anybody to the Lord. Right. The the Spirit leads people to the Lord. He might uh, use me in helping to to just bring somebody to Jesus, but I don't right. I don't lead them anywhere. I right. just. That's that's the work of the spirit. So, you know, again, we're we're trying to undo in many ways what we've been taught over the years. Right. We don't lead people to the Lord. We bring them to Jesus, and that may sound like semantics, but I don't think so. I think we have to be very clear on that's not our work. Right. And I appreciate what you said about, like, we don't always know when we lead someone to Jesus. Like, sometimes it's simple interactions and then trusting Jesus to follow through and do something greater with it than we can do on our own. Uh, absolutely. So. We, we're seed planters. Right. We, we, uh, that's what we do. And then mm-hmm. the Spirit harvests from the, from the fields. So, yes. yeah, you know, this is something I'm passionate about. Uh, I I think we've we have made evangelism too complicated, and really my point on Sunday and stands today is evangelism is a simple work. Love right. people, 
Bring him to Jesus. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, anything else? I think we're probably over time now. (laughs) If you're still watching, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We thank you a lot. Yes. Really appreciate having you. Brandon, it's been great to have you. Will you come back? Of course. This is fun. It was fun. Anytime. Well, we enjoyed having you. And um, we'll see you all next week, friends. It's been a joy to be together. God bless you.